Hello and welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, joined alongside Joe Kometz for our weekly show, College Football Big Five Games of the Week, our Week 10 preview. We are recording this on Tuesday night, uh, about a half hour after the first college football playoff rankings came out. So we're going to start off the show for a few minutes discussing those before we get into our Big Five Games of the Week. Uh, last week, I went 4-1. and one. Joe went 3-2. and two. So if you've been following along, I've cut the lead to one game. Joe is 31 and 19 on the year, and I'm 31 and 20. So uh, welcome back to the show, Joe, and how are you? Uh, very good. Very excited. First rankings just came out. Felt good to sit there and argue with our t- with the TV about who should go where. But uh, very excited, and let's get right into it. Yeah, so what was your uh, base takeaway from, from the rankings? That like style points in the eye test matter because Oklahoma, who is nine and all and was in the AP poll, I believe they're number three or four. Um, they fit, they were eighth in the first rankings. Um, Cincinnati who outside of Notre Dame has played. No one was sixth. Um, to me, that means even if Cincinnati goes undefeated, even though ahead of them, Alabama and Georgia will most likely play in the SEC title game and Michigan State, Ohio State play in the regular season. Even if the higher-ranked teams of Georgia and Michigan State win, you still have Oklahoma and Wake Forest, two undefeated Power Fives right behind them, mm-hmm. where if they went out, Cincinnati might be screwed. Like, they might yeah. – this might just be a thing, oh, a group of five teams is never going to make it until we expand the playoff. Yeah. With Indiana sucking this year, that's really – Yeah, that's killing That's really well. harming Cincinnati because – they were really banking on them to be like a you know, between eight and ten win team. I think going on the road there, winning that game, that would have been huge. They're currently two and six in the end. Yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, we saw Michigan State up at three. I thought they would probably would have been like four. Uh, I thought Ohio State would have been in the top four. I was kind of surprised that I'd see them in there, but head to head, I guess we're seeing does matter yeah. with with Oregon winning that game. And I know it's a little bit of the ways down the rankings, but. I said this when they popped up. Mississippi State, it's, Mississippi State being ranked at all makes no sense to me, but Mississippi State being at 17 makes even less sense to me. Yeah, I don't think Mississippi State should. I'm, I'm very confused with that one. Uh, They're 5-3, and three and looking at their last four games, can easily lose three of their last four. Yeah, I think that – I don't think Notre Dame coming in at 10, I don't think they have a shot at all. No, I don't uh, think so either. I do think – Potentially Oklahoma State or Baylor, if they do run the table, yeah, they could potentially get in. But because the way the Big Twelve does it, remember they don't have divisions. Yeah, they would probably have to play Oklahoma twice. Yeah. So does do Baylor and Oklahoma play? Yes, they play already. Oklahoma State beat them at home. Okay. But no, does Baylor play right re- regular Oklahoma? Oh yes, they both. I think they play. Oklahoma three out of the last four weeks they play those teams. Okay. Yeah. So I mean. Next weekend, Oklahoma goes to have a bye this week. Oklahoma finishes at Baylor, home against Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. Outside of the top 12, though, we don't have – I don't think there's anyone who has a chance. Auburn is at 13 at 6-2. and two. A&M, 6-2. and two. BYU, 7-2. and two. And I really don't think Notre Dame has a chance either. So I think we're just looking at Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, 
potentially Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, and Baylor are, are 12 teams left that have a chance to make it in that top four. I do agree. It feels like there is a, an imaginary cutoff line right underneath yeah. Baylor at that 12 spot. All right. We'll get into it now for our big five games of the week. We started off with uh, ninth ranked in these college football playoff rankings, Wake Forest at UNC. 12 o'clock kickoff on ABC. UNC, a two-and-a-half-point favorite despite being – Four and four this year, and Wake Forest being undefeated. So I have Wake Forest winning this game 38-35. But I think this is a huge upset alert spot here. Um, Wake Forest going on the road to play the Tar Heels. Both high-powered offenses and their defenses both give up over 400 yards a game. The defenses aren't great. Offenses are great. There's going to be a ton of points in this game. Wouldn't be shocked if North Carolina pulled off the upset. like Because like, the ACC has been so soft and unpredictable. I really don't have a clear read on this game. I, I don't even know if Wake Forest is that good. If Wake Forest finishes 8-4, and four, losing their last four straight, I'd be like, okay, that sounds about right to me. So their best again, their best win's on the road to Virginia, and they have three losses. So I don't really know what to think of Wake Forest. And even Wake Forest, going back to the college football playoff, even if they went out, ACC hasn't been great. They could be the first Power 5 team to go undefeated and not make it, mm-hmm. which would be crazy. But eh, I digress. Yeah. I have Wake Forest winning 37-30. It's kind of one of those with UNC being a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Does does Vegas know something that we don't? In no way that UNC, I think, with how up and down and how inconsistent they've played all year, should be a two-and-a-half-point favorite over an undefeated team in Week 10. Uh, but the total here is high as well. It's 76-and-a-half points. You have uh, Sam Howell and, and Sam Hartman as well. Both Sam's playing quarterback with the last Sam's starting with age. Um, at quarterback, expect a lot of passing yards in this game. Like you said, Joe, not very good defenses in this one. We should see a lot of points here. Uh, Wake wins this game. They move to 9-0 in the season, I believe, or 10-0. Or I'm not sure exactly. But then they would have – they still have NC State, Clemson, and Boston College. So no real cupcakes ahead, but no real daunting task as well. Um, they do have a legitimate shot, though, to run the table and, and make it to at least the title game undefeated. So see where that would put them. Um, but I'm going. I'm going with Wake Forest here. I just think they've answered the bell each time this year. They they faced some adversity, like that Syracuse game out, up at Syracuse on the Friday night. They were still able to find a way to pull out that win. Uh, this is a team that I think has just been building and progressing towards a, a moment like this. This could just be their year. So I uh, would love to see them run the run the table and make the playoff. Uh, I have them winning this game, 37-30. Second game, we got Liberty at number 16, Ole Miss. This is another 12 o'clock kickoff. On this on SEC Network, though, Ole Miss, nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me Ole Miss, 42, Liberty, 24. I expect Ole Miss to play pissed off and try to play for style points because, believe it or not, even though they're at 16, still have a shot to make a New Year's Six Bowl game, and believe it or not, they would need complete and utter chaos to happen, but still have a shot at the SEC title game. Matt Corral versus Malik Willis is a very sexy matchup to me, but I feel like the Flames aren't ready to see an SEC top 25 team. They already have losses to Syracuse, so, you know, you quickly mentioned about with, with Wake Forest earlier. They also have a loss at UL Monroe, who is bad. Yeah. Like, you know, Liberty hasn't really beaten anyone great this year. Blowout kind of seems like a no-brainer, but, you know, who knows? Malik Willis playing for NFL scouts. Mm-hmm. He has a good game against, you know, a Power 5 caliber team, kind of like Josh Allen when he was at Wyoming. Everyone make a big deal about, oh, well, against Power 5, he's not good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if Malik Willis has a good game, to see maybe a first-round pick out of him coming in the draft next year. Yeah, I think Ole Miss wins this game as well, 38-28. Another game where we should be expecting a lot of points. I think Ole Miss is on the cusp of being a 
a title contender, an elite elite college football program. If Lane Kiffin is able to stick around, but I could definitely see him bolting for LSU, uh, or if one of these other big college jobs, like you know, a coach goes to the NFL or something, they might look to him. It seems like his his offense and his recruiting is is working. I just think they just have to. He has to be somewhere where he can have sustained recruiting, sustained like, implementing a system, culture, stuff like that. I think Ole Miss could be an elite team in the next two or three years if he sticks around. But uh, this game is, is really on here, though, because of that Matt Corral-Malik Willis matchup. Look like they're the top two quarterback prospects in the draft right now. So it's going to be fun to see them go head-to-head. As good as Malik Willis can be, he's got all the tools in the world, but he can be very inconsistent as well. And I don't think that that supporting cast with his inconsistent play at times is good enough to go toe-to-toe with an SEC school. So give me the Rebels here, 38-28. Next game, we have number 13, Auburn, at number 14, Texas A&M. This is the 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Uh, A&M comes in as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me A&M 28-27, one-point game here. Um, Low-scoring game, grinded out style here for me. Um I like A&M here. I like the Aggies purely because they're at home. Uh, even though all season long I haven't believed in Auburn, haven't really you know, been a big Tiger guy because of how bad you know, Bo Nix has screwed me before. They keep surprising me. They were a couple plays away from winning at Penn State. You know, Bo Nix is clearly improving as a QB every day. He's a junior who has like you know has a lot of SEC experience. I don't think it's going to be enough to uh, knock off A&M, though. Aggies bring the beef up front. Auburn can't keep up. But as crazy as it sounds, I know they're 13th. Auburn has A&M this week at Bama. Or no, they're home against Bama. If they beat Bama, they would go to the SEC title game and have to play Georgia. If they went out, they could be the first ever two-loss team to make the playoff. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But just saying it's a possibility. Yeah, that'll be something to watch. Um, I got A&M as well, 30-27 to here over Auburn. Should be a real exciting game, probably the – Best matchup, I think, of the weekend, evenly match-wise. Um, these two teams are starting to look like they're they're playing their best ball of the season, especially Auburn. I think that they've turned a corner. That was a big win for them against Ole Miss last week. I don't think it could come at a better time. Uh, as erratic as Bo Nix can be, he has a lot of SEC experience, as you touched on, and the Tigers. Uh, I think they have the clear quarterback edge in this one. That's been holding AM back all year, their inconsistent quarterback play. Um a&M, though, Kyle Field, College Station, that's one of the best environments in all of college football. And A&M is one of the most physically talented teams up front uh, on both sides of the ball. So I think they're able to control the line of scrimmage. Just don't think Auburn has the dogs up front right now to compete with the Aggies here. So I think A&M was a close one, 30-27. But I really do love what Auburn's been building uh, in the first, the first year under their new head coach. Fourth game of the week, we got Michigan State traveling to Purdue. Uh, Michigan State is coming in at number three now in those rankings. This will be a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. Michigan State only a three-point favorite. Give me Purdue, 21-18. Almost feels inevitable here. Huge spot on the road for Sparty. You know, huge emotional win. Kind of saw the same thing happen with Iowa when they and when they had to ho- – they hosted Purdue and lost. Michigan State currently sitting at number three in these initial playoff rankings. Heisman front runner, going to Purdue, going to West Lafayette. I think Purdue being a home here, like really that's the only reason why I'm giving them a chance to win this game. Um, O'Connell shows that he can throw the rock. He did it against an Iowa defense who some people were saying was the best in the country behind Georgia. Last week, Michigan State let Michigan throw for 383 yards. And my whole thing is if Kenneth Walker doesn't get going, 
Mm-hmm. Then what's Sparty's answer? Like Michigan State needed overtime to beat Nebraska. They almost lost at Indiana. I know they beat Michigan, which is huge for them. But they also have shown at times where it's kind of like, are they really that great? So I think this will be a very fascinating game. Even if Michigan State wins, I don't think it's going to be like a big blowout. I got Michigan State 30, Purdue 20. This is another one of those games where a weird spread, but Purdue has one of those games each year, and I think they already had it against Iowa. So I think they run out of that good luck for once, uh, and Michigan State pulls out a win here on the road to keep themselves in the top four. Purdue is allowing 139 yards on the ground per game. Not terrible, not great, but it's not a very elite rush defense. Uh, And Kenneth Walker faced a much tougher Michigan defense last week. So I think Kenneth Walker goes for at least 150 here, continues that Heisman campaign. Michigan State moves on again, rolls party. And our fifth game of the week, we head to the CUSA, actually, where UTSA comes in undefeated. 16th ranked in the coaches or the AP poll, but not ranked at all in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, they'll be traveling to UTEP for a 10 15 kickoff on ESPN2. The Roadrunners enter this game as an 11 and a half point favorite. Yeah, that was BS to me that UTSA didn't get ranked. When I saw the first, you know, they showed 25 through 20, it was Pitt, San Diego State, and Fresno State, and then Iowa and Wisconsin. I was like, ooh, you know, UTSA is going to be top 20. Didn't rank them at all. I know, don't get me wrong, the CUSA is far and away the worst conference in the country for football. They're not a great conference. But um, I think that's kind of disrespectful to UTSA, and I think they're going to play pissed off. That's why I have blowout alert, UTSA 45, UTEP 14. As great of a story as this game is for both teams, UTEP, no one thought was going to be any good. They're going bowling already. They're in six wins. UTSA is undefeated. Chance to win out, go up 13 and 0 and be the highest-ranked group of five team to win a conference if, you know, complete chaos happens in front of them. But um, UTEP is six wins, but their best win might be on the road at 1-7 Southern Miss. Their wins are against 1-7 New Mexico State at home, 0-8 Bethune-Cookman at home. They're an FCS school. New Mexico, who's 3-5 and five at home. Old Dominion, who's 2-6 and six at home. Southern Miss, who's 1-7, and seven on, and that was on the road. And Louisiana Tech, 2-6 at home. Meet me. Yeah. Meet me, Sincere McCormick runs all over the minors and rolls to a big in-state rivalry win. I got UTSA as well. Closer than you, though. I got them 41-28. They still cover that 11.5 points, though. Um, got some more variety on the show. We've got the Mountain West the past few weeks. This week we get the CUSA. CUSA, as we know it for now, as we know a lot of changes coming with yeah. that. Uh, but the Roadrunners are having their best year in school history. It's cool to see. Uh, they're sitting at 8-0 here, and I think they moved to 9-0 after being UTEP this week. Uh, I think they will pop into the back end of next week's rankings, whether it's you know, 23rd, 24th, 25th, somewhere in that range. Uh, but like you said, watch out for McCormick, a running back, a very talented player. 891 yards on the ground this year, nine rushing touchdowns. Uh, he gets <coughs> the job done in this one. And then we go to our upset picks of the week. Last week I did have UTEP over FAU. The They didn't win that game outright, but they only lost by three, so they covered their – I believe 11 and a half point spread, and you had. I had. We just talked about this. Yeah, we before. just talked about that. Oh, I had Virginia beating BYU, and BYU won 66 49. Yeah, pulled away late. Yeah, it wasn't great for me. But this week, I'm taking Nebraska over Ohio State. Nebraska is at home. They're 15 point home dogs. Everyone in the Big Ten gets up for Ohio State. Ohio State is the Bama of that conference. Whatever the top dog, even like when, you know, Oregon in the Pac-12, Clemson, even though I know they're faltering this year, Clemson in the ACC, 
Oklahoma and the Big 12, when the big dogs in that conference go on the road, all you're thinking of the whole week, even like the whole campus is buzzing. Oh, we have, you know, we have Ohio State this week. They're coming on us. Oh, my gosh. Fan base is going to be going crazy. It'll be a great crowd. I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I, I think Ohio State's a lot better. I think Ohio State's probably going to win this game still. But yeah. looking at the slate this week, outside of the five games we picked where I'm going with Purdue, I think this has the potential for uh, upset. Yeah, especially the way they played against Penn State last week. And this is the game where Nebraska wins. It could give Scott Frost another year. So yeah. we'll see how much his players want to play for him. I got Maryland winning at home against Penn State. Uh, they're a 10-point underdog here, so definitely think they have the potential to cover that. Penn State surprised me last week against Ohio State, keeping that game relatively close. But this is a team that's reeling, uh, has now lost three games in a row, could definitely see four this week going on the road. Uh, seasons a lost cause. This that was a team that looked like they would they would have been in this top four in the rankings most likely, uh, but their season has really fell fell apart of this team. So, give me Maryland at home over Penn State. Maryland, a team too who started out high and has kind of cooled down. Uh, but I think Penn State has too much going against them right now. Go on the road here. I like Maryland in this one. But that'll do it for week ten, and we will be back next week to discuss the rankings from next week. Uh, and then the Week 11 matchups already, so we will talk soon.